9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody in Montreal and on the internet. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself, one of Montreal's top-rated podcasts. Um, if you enjoy Go Plug Yourself or generally the content that we put out on 9to5.cc, please, please, please tell your friends about it. It's super cool and nice when we see people telling their friends about their shows that we work so hard to produce and if you're feeling extra generous maybe drop a couple of bucks in our patreon page on patreon.com slash nine to five cc and uh also be sure to follow walter on all of his social media and find out when he's going to be performing next walter's been performing at a bunch of shows you should check him out too and in the meantime enjoy the episode with this amazing guest Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, it's Walter and Keith talking on the internet. So, Walter, in 1973, our guest today collaborated with Alice Cooper on the track oh. Billion Dollar Babies, <laughs> uh, which is uh, not today uh, remembered as a, uh, you know, uh, remember, particularly remembered as it's an It's a Billion Dollar club. Babies, like a big Alice Cooper track, though. Like, it's, a, it's an Alice Cooper track. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but I mean, like, I, it's one of the, like, if someone had to, like, put a list of, like, 10, 15 tracks, I feel that Billion Dollar Babies would be... It's maybe oh. out of the top five. Yeah, Are you yeah, it's yeah. out of it's like. But in the, somewhere but in it's the not like, obscure. Yeah, it's not super obscure. But anyway, anyway also that's not true. There's though. like a there's like a sub vocal that comes in there at one Weirdly, point. Donovan. Pe- some people. That is Donovan. And people today, can have guess, the same name. <laughs> Walter. Walter is uh, also a famous German wrestler. So is that you? He's Austrian, first of all. Austrian crap. <laughs> and second of all, yes, yes, that is me. yes, it is. Uh, Keith is also nope. The what? I was like a guitar player for the Rolling Stones. Oh, I left my beers over there. Mm. So today, I guess is oh, a, yeah. another Donovan. Another Good Don- name, by the way. Always, I don't know. I mean, how many Donovan? There's Donovan Bailey, the runner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could have gone to that. I guess. Yeah. Maybe Don- maybe I didn't because I'm a racist. Oh what? Because like it's like a guy. Like, I, I, I'm staying in the same race. I get, sure, made it super weird, Walter. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so Walter was just sort of like Walter asked me. He's like, oh, like you reached out to the haunted Montreal guy. He's like, what was going on with that? And I realized that there was a. I believe your sister went on yeah, the I think haunted my Montreal walking tour. This, yeah. And then we had Inez on, and that was kind of we were some reason talking about. What a does lot that have to do with Inez? We were talking about supernatural stuff a lot. Remember, it was like, oh, like you were like, oh, I the have, Bruja. Yeah, yeah. There's the Bruja, and there was you being like, I could potentially. Oh th- yeah, I think like, I might have a little bit of ESP or something. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah exactly. Walter know. thinks he may be a touch psychic. Like he was talking about like bad omens and stuff that he's felt that have then like kind of come to pass. Yeah. So then I was like. We're also approaching Halloween. I mean, it's Labor Day, so that's pumpkin spice away. shit is out. Yeah, exactly. That's it. If Everybody else is jumping spice, in. If there's pumpkin spice shit that's out, we could start. Uh, I could start binge watching horror movies. Halloween slash, I guess Samhain if you're more legitimate. <laughs> I suppose. Also Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, also Friday. Do we have one month. coming up? Yeah. 
Yeah, we have a whole new uh, tour on Friday the 13th. We're launching in, uh, it's called the Paranormal Investigation in the old St. Antoine Cemetery, oh. which of course is today's Dorchester Square in Place du Canada, just yep. a couple of blocks from Grumpy's here. Mm -hmm. oh. And so this is our first time we're actually going to give the clients ghost hunting tools oh. uh, to play with themselves, the EMF readers, temperature guns, dowsing rods, and that type of thing. And so uh, it's a whole new way of doing a ghost uh, activity. Kay. And uh, I've been on them before. I've been on one in Las Vegas, one in Kingston. It's not really my cup of tea to be honest. Okay. I prefer telling the stories as right. a guide, but, you know, we do have some psychics on board. Is it anything uh, like uh, like Pokemon Go? Like... <laughs> Well, it's more like... Um, well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> I, I guess it is <laughs> you know a bit like mean? Pokemon like, Go. Like you have these various tools and you're like, oh, there's something over there. Let me head over there. But instead of catching a Pokemon... I think it would work great as, a, as an AR kind of game. <laughs> Maybe. You know? <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's coming up as well. So yeah, it's going to be a very busy Halloween season this year, I think. So it's, it's Friday the 13th, is that... Where does that come from? Like, I was always like, I'm, I only think of it as the movies, but I obviously know it was a thing before the films. Like... Why you're just sort of like, oh, if it's Friday, and then... It's... Like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, I know the thir number 13 has a bunch of, like, numerological... Isn't it the extra apostle or some shit? Like, 13 being... Yeah, but then why is it extra bad that it's on a Friday? Like, we know 13 is like... A Jesus died on a Friday. Is it? I think is that's that what it, it is. I, I think know. that's all it is. Well, I think in the Bible, uh, didn't some bad things start happening good, on there the was Friday? Good, yeah, there was yeah. Good Friday. I think... I really think it's that. I think it's So, but is Good that. Friday bad? Well, I think that was sort of the no, start Friday. of uh, the bad stuff. Oh. Although Weird. I could be wrong. I'm not that religious. <laughs> That's making, you know, it, it definitely makes Friday the most solemn day of the week, I get, which is what I get, you know, it is. And, and then also there's the 13th number. So then when Friday the 13th comes around, it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, like, let's, be, let's be cool. So our guest at you this should, time. I, I want to write that. Run, I want to write some copy for you. So then when it's like they both come together, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> exactly. That's this it. tour is uh, going to be the this best. Is official, the official statement on the Friday the 13th edition of the tour is Friday is solemn and then the 13th is bad. And when they come together, oh, fuck. Yeah. Come on the tour. Come on the tour, kids. <laughs> Very good copy. Uh, <laughs> But so you'd like um, so our guest at this time yeah. is uh, Mr. Donovan King, who's been uh, the founder, I believe, of the Haunted Montreal Walking Tours, which is currently expanding. Donovan Kane King. 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 One more time. Donovan King. King. K I N G. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very Irish, it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I made a. I made a. Pointing together and wasn't brutally wrong like I usually am <laughs> in many, many of my interviews. Make gross assumptions, and they're like, no, actually, it's no. not. Um, and you're, and from what I've, like, you said eight years? Yeah. And, and I guess that ha this has to come from somewhere, like, because you're, uh, like, you had to have studied it, I'm assuming, before you go into a tour. And I was talking about this, this, you being a guest with my dad, actually, before recording. We were like, Montreal sounds like with all of the, churches and cemeteries and just like the age of the city and then we were my dad and I got into a really long conversation about like how brutal the winters were and stuff and then if you throw you in you talk to your father straight up Jeho Jehovah's Witness dad yeah about having a guy that does like haunted tours on right, the but show. we were coming at it from more of you a were literally not allowed to celebrate Halloween right, but we weren't saying like <laughs> oh, there's ghosts, but we were just saying that like most I from what I've gathered most of the like. The ghost element is part of just the history, 
right? Like, it's like this event in history led to a ghost. Exactly, yeah. Right? So there's like, even if you're not necessarily a ghost person, there's still a historical angle of like, this person died in XYZ circumstances historically, and usually, because I don't, I don't know how ghosts work, but usually like, there's a story that leads to them, like leads to a haunting. Of right? course, If you just yeah. die under completely normal circumstances or whatever, you don't haunt a building. It's like, if there's things of significance that happen, if I'm not, if I'm getting it right. Yeah, so ge like generally there has to be some type of tragedy that happens yeah. or something that was unfulfilled or a message that wasn't passed on or something like along those lines. Right. And uh, Montreal definitely is the most haunted city in Canada, if not North America. Mm -hmm. I blog oh. a new story on the 13th of every month, uh, both English and French. We're up to about number 48 or 49 now. Cool. Uh, this is a free service, by the way. Mm -hmm. And there's actually 300 stories on my list, so I'm, I've got like, my work cut out for yeah. me. <laughs> You're like set for five or six years. Uh, yeah, and every week or two, another story comes in. So yeah. it's just kind of endless, uh, the amount of ghost stories I've heard about in Montreal. Yeah. And a lot of people ask, like, why, why is Montreal so haunted, you know? And if you look historically, uh, in Canada at least, this is the place where most things went down uh, during the colonial era all the way up until uh, the burning of the parliaments, yeah. uh, you know, in 1849. And, and you know, eventually, uh, you know, the city kind of emptied out, you know, yeah. uh, during the FLQ crisis. You know, we lost half a million people. They all bailed, went to Toronto and places like that. And, uh, of course, Queen Victoria moved the parliament away from here because it was too dangerous. <laughs> and so with all of this uh, history, it's like a really good place for ghost stories. Yeah. And, and that history actually goes back about 10,000 years, believe it or not. What? Yeah. I mean, even when we have a... We have a the, we're, we're built around a volcano. Just, I just want to say that the metal clanging, the occasional and erratic metal clanging yeah. is making this all a little, a little creepy. <laughs> so that's... Like, and also I, guess I don't like know if that's going to come through. I don't think it, it might, will. It might. Who knows? And also, it, my, my thinking when I was like, oh, is Montreal haunted and stuff? And even if it goes back to, like, I mean, because like, they often hear, like, they, people say that, like, oh, like, Vegas is haunted and stuff like that because of the, like, excess. And Montreal also has that angle yeah. coming up in, like, like, outside of Prohibition and stuff. Like, every time there's, like, a lot of, like, booze and partying and excess or whatever, people die under, like, suspicious and tragic circumstances surrounding that. So even, like, in the last hundred years, mm -hmm. there's a lot of weird, suspicious deaths i think that are kind well of yeah montreal was the only city in north america that refused to join prohibition mm. because the catholic church very powerful <laughs> here at the time <laughs> said we cannot outlaw the blood of christ yeah. uh, <laughs> so, you know, so suddenly you know all the organized crime was coming to montreal yeah. al capone was here yeah. uh, we have a whole red light ghost tour that covers this with a company oh. called secret montreal but yeah it was all sorts of uh, corruption human trafficking uh, gangland slayings uh you know uh, just horrific stories related to pr prostitution, murder. Yeah. And so, yeah, this definitely generated a lot of ghost stories, just that particular era uh, around the 1920s. So how did, um, how did you decide, like, w was this something that you were into when you were a kid and then, like, just got more and more into it and then found out you're like, oh, I'm, I've become a bit of an expert on this <laughs> and I'm going to now, like, start imparting my knowledge. Like, how do you start being, like, the guy who's going to do a bunch of, ghost walks, haunted stories, and just, like, getting into macabre history and all that. Like, where does that 
happened? Well, I just fell into it, to be honest. It was okay. the early 90s. Uh, okay. There was a man named Bob Short coming to town who had won an Oscar for Beetlejuice for oh. the makeup and special effects. Cool. And he had decided to set up a haunted house company. So he would literally go from city to city with That's a train awesome. full of like oh, animatronics and uh, cool. <laughs> sets and, you know, uh, yeah. you know, you know. It's even uh, better. This than is the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. Even better, it's even better that he's traveling by train with like haunted like, costumes, costumes everything you know props we only go where the train goes here yeah it sounds like it sounds like something that you're like you, you'd think of in like 1920s or whatever you're like no it was the it, 90s it, it does sound like Bar- <laughs> Barnum and Bailey yeah, yeah exactly. and, so, and so he he set up this gigantic haunted house uh, in DeCary Square which okay. is sort of a semi-abandoned mall oh, I know DeCary Square and uh, he uh, very haunted you know, was this? this was like the 92 90s. and so he realized oh, that he had yeah. a problem namely Wait, was it semi-abandoned even in 92 yep that's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It's always been semi-abandoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a ghost unto itself. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like is. It really Jerry is. Square and, is and living a half-life. And, and, Bernie, is, and Bernie is the crypt keeper. <laughs> exactly. You know Bernie? No, I don't Ber- think Bernie's so. Bernie's the dollar cinema guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that should be added to the tour, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he sets up this haunted house called the Chateau Greystoke. And then he realizes he has to populate it with actors. Right. Now, normally that wouldn't be a problem, but in Montreal it has to be bilingual and he doesn't speak French. Right. And so he's like, shit, what am I going to do? Now, he gets a hold of me through the grapevine because I was hiring a ton of actors uh, as a theater student myself at the time. Okay. Uh, for s- whatever reason, I was the go-to guy for actors. Sure. It's like free so social media and whatever. So Exactly. It's all grapevine. Yeah, and so <laughs> I hooked him up with about 25 bilingual actors for his haunted house, and I was mm-hmm. playing in it myself as well. And I thought, this is way more fun than the traditional theater, where you're actually sitting in a, in a green room for a lot of the time just waiting to go on stage. Right. And you have to memorize all this stuff, and, you know, there's uh, all these problems. Uh, like, you know, you do an audition, and then if you get the gig, it's over within a week or two. Yeah. And, uh, whereas this haunted stuff is more sustained. It just keeps going forever. And so... Um, after I ran his haunted house, I ended up landing a job uh, running the London Dungeon, which is the world's cool. largest horror attraction. Yeah. And I was in charge of all the actors and in that like side of in thing. London? In London, yeah. That's like cool. real London, not even like London, Ontario. No, real London, yeah. England. Yeah. 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 Weirdly, weirdly <laughs> Walter, you might not know this, but London, Ontario does not home the world's largest. What like if it did that? Imagine if it was. Imagine if it fucking was. <laughs> and it's like, and, and they're like, it's like swerve. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I, We're gonna have the biggest one, and then people are gonna c- come here. Yeah, exactly. For real. Yeah, no, I've been to the dungeon. It's like super creepy. Like there was, it's I went, crazy, I went with my mom in London. Yeah, in your London. your mom brought you to the. Again, there's so many contradictions here. Because again, but the London dun- <laughs> like it's the London dungeon does most of it about. Like again, the just dark history of London. There's yeah. very little like, and then there were spirits. It's a lot of like, this is what um, like smallpox was like, and it was awful. And you're like, whoa, like it's like Ring Around the Rosie and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it comes from a very dark sure. historical place. And it's too, is it related to Tussauds or whatever? Like, not really. I mean, the dungeon. Uh, are yeah, the wax people. Yeah, there? there's like the wax. There people. are wax people and animatronics inside yeah. the dungeon. Things like a, a cage with a rat eating someone's face yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Torture yeah. devices, devices, you know, and of stuff. course the rat's animatronic, so it's actually chewing the face. I love that yeah. Shit. Yeah, As yeah. you hear the moaning noise of yeah, the no, man, you know. I remember the the one that I think that stuck out. This is like going back. I was that here like 20 years ago probably was they had there's like a a, a Vlad the Impaler yeah like section of the dungeon and I believe it might have been either overactive teenage imagination or like false memory 
But like yeah. the guys impaled on them had were also animatronics. Like the guys had like the spikes right through them, and they're like, uh, and I was like, oh no, like they're still alive while they're impaled. It was that's very cool. It really, it really stuck out to me. As yeah. a, I was like, oh, that's even worse. That was actually done with a video projection on a face uh, that was also a screen. So in other words, the screen was shaped like a face. And so they projected the video on it. It's, and that's it sort okay. of looks like a hologram. Here. That's super cool. Pulling yeah. the curtain back. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So, so now you're working at the London Dungeon. This is the early 90s, mid-90s, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. So I ran that for a couple of years. And then... Um, Eventually, as you do, you always come back to Montreal, mm -hmm. you know. And so I started working for a company called Fantôme Montréal, or Montreal Ghosts in what's now Old Montreal. Okay. I, uh, I still work with them, actually. And eventually, I wanted to expand. And I said, hey, let's do a tour on Mount Royal. And, and these guys, uh, they're not really artists. They're more administrators. Okay. And so they were like, no, no. You know, for them, the ghost was like one of many products. They didn't want to bother. And so I started doing my own stuff. And okay. uh, I started with a tour on Mount Royal or Odzirage in uh, the Ganyangea language. Mm -hmm. And then I did Haunted Griffin Town, then Haunted Downtown, and then we just made the Haunted Pub Crawl in January because we wanted a winter activity and then realized we could do it year-round anyhow. Mm -hmm. And now we have the new... Um, haunted uh, paranormal investigation and so again it's a matter of just constantly pumping out products i was wondering uh you know uh, how many tickets could you buy today if you wanted to from my tours like what's available and right. i actually counted there's a total of 15 tours Whoa. you could buy a ticket for today and it's funny because if you read, say, the, the Gazette and the theater column, yeah. there's, they're like, oh, well, what's up in uh, the autumn? And, of course, we're never mentioned. And it's like right. we're the only company that's running stuff year-round all the time, yeah. paying actors union wages without taking a single penny of subsidy. Whereas all these other theaters are running something for a week or, like, yeah. maybe two weeks. They're, they're raking in money from the Canada Council of the Arts, corporate sponsors, and everything else. And so we're trying to change the paradigm right. and actually start paying actors realistic wages and also yeah. providing the type of entertainment people want always not sure, just yeah, a one off yeah. but it's always going to run you know I'm just throwing it out there just throwing it out there yep. at this point in time I am in fact an actor uh, uh, actor guy I got my, <laughs> actor, I got my card on me yeah. I'm always down for a gig yeah and, I you think yeah, and you even have a, a like a, a mini like a haunted uh, credit ish or a horror credit that commercial that you did well you no did I was in murder. my no it was a short film no, but there was, there was, there was the, the couch. No, but I was thinking of the the commercial you did for the the where you were like oh, Canal Investigation, yeah. where I'm the, the murderer. Yeah, and he was like a weird murderer on a commercial for. Uh, I get like I get sort of typecast a lot as like, <laughs> as a potential criminal or as a biker. <laughs> or as, like, exactly. Yeah, I just kind of like look threatening. Yeah, lurker, <laughs> creepy guy, mm -hmm. juggalo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. get all these roles. It's just what I you know the auditions. Really. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. what your agent finds. For you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's interesting that you like say that though because i find there is like i you like now in like modern like 2019 or whatever there's a lot of changes i think to how we sort of view entertainment and stuff right where you see like you'll have like a youtube series instead of a television series there's like streaming services like stuff is coming out very different and like to your point about like the montreal gazette being like oh this is what theater is and you're like no there's like a weird haunted thing and people will be like no 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 that's not theater but you're like 
Yeah, but isn't it? You know, like, well, it like, has a script. It has yeah, actors. Exactly. exactly that's it, it has a set. We just didn't build it. It's the city. It's already there. It yeah, has yeah. lighting. That's the moon, the street yeah, lamps. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's a different way of thinking about theater, but it is definitely theater. I yeah, mean, exactly. There's no that's denying it. that. I, full, I, I fullheartedly agree that it's theater. Yeah. And you know what? I've seen a lot of, you know, fucking stage theater. In this, in this <laughs> I've seen a lot of stage, <laughs> stage theater, theater. And, and I bet, and I bet you this is better than a lot of it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, not the hardest thing in certain, know, certain stage productions. Um, I tell you what. Oh, this, this, oh wow! This, now we're, we're putting oh. on spooky, spooky lighting. Just. Well, we're we're talking we're, about ghost stories. We're talking right about now, like the so haunted tours of Montreal. Yeah. Now the lights are down. See what I'm saying? This is weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I was in. A, I was. I said I had a good story before about a, a haunted tour I went on in um, uh, Memphis. Memphis, nice. And I was there with Deep my wife. Stuff must be. Yeah, that's terrifying. what I'm saying. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> like crazy stuff down there. Yeah. I wouldn't go on a haunted tour like anywhere, just in any old city. And I'm yeah. sure like every city has one. But if like, you had like a Friday, but like, I feel like free. You do the, it like those tour. old, those old like so the whole concept of the Southern Gothic and all that shit and like everything. Yeah. And like okay, and so we're like you know and. Close to like right to the downtown core of like Memphis is the uh, the motel where like uh, Martin Luther King was was assassinated. Oh wow! Right, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of like the actual like historic tour, and then they kind of like bring you by there on the haunted tour, which I'm like, I mean, this seems in, yeah. in dubious taste. <laughs> but, like, well, I mean, but like, yeah, and then and then like and, and like the tour guy was awesome. She was she was cool. Like, <laughs> and I said to her at one point. <laughs> Uh, I was like, because uh, like she's talking about um, the like the Haitian traditions and stuff, like 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 zombies and stuff. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I said like, but she hadn't said zombies yet, and I said any like and any talk of like the Z word, you know. And then she looks at me kind of like with like like a shitty look, and she goes, the N word. <laughs> And it was like all, and I was like the, the, the whole Martin Luther King thing, and it was just like it was very just unfortunate. unfortunate. <laughs> it was just, I, I was gonna say, like I, <laughs> I that's it, why I'm not allowed on haunted tours anymore. I inadvertently uh, did not know this at the time. Um, I booked a stay when I was in San Antonio at the Menger Hotel, which is right next to the like actual Alamo where that happened, and for a variety of reasons, including all the dead people at the Alamo, like, the Menger's considered to be, like, super, super haunted. Like, the bar in the hotel is where uh, Roosevelt put the Rough Riders together and, like, and all this and that, and it's one of those weird, due to the way it was built places, there's a lot of, like, hallways that go nowhere. I don't know if you've ever been to the Menger or anything. No, no, yeah. I stayed next to the Alamo at the Menger Hotel. See you at the Alamo! Yeah. <laughs> and and like we just booked it. It's like it's like a functioning hotel, but then when you get there, they they do ghost tours inside of it. But there's also all these plaques as like this person died here, and this person invested here, and this person died here, and down this hallway is where you might see this nurse or whatever who like tried to died trying to save this baby. And you're just like you're like this is just a regular hotel. And you're like, <laughs> what is going on here? And apparently it's like up there somewhere in like the most haunted places in America. And like everybody we were staying with was just sort of like this is crazy. It's the weirdest thing, because you can, like, you look at the hotel from the outside. Like, say you go to the pool or whatever. You look at the hotel from the outside, and you can, like, say, okay, I need to go down that hallway and over there. But from the inside, it doesn't add up. Like, there's elevators that only go two or three floors, even though it's seven floors, because it kept being added on in weird ways. It's, like, 
the most confusing building you've <laughs> ever been in. Like you from you'd get lost in it. Like hundred percent. Like yeah. immediately, you'd go to get ice and be like, ah, yeah, shit. <laughs> like, like, I'm lost. And there's all like all these weird nooks with like old. Wait, things. so you're saying there's an ice machine though? Yeah, there's definitely. So we're good. Definitely yeah. an ice machine. What's the other it? the other one What's was uh, the Winchester Mansion was the other like haunted place, but that was like. But that's set up as like a, a tourist attraction. Like I thought it was very interesting that the Menger. You went to not, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Is, there's like a movie. Yes, there is a movie with uh, with James Judy Dench. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The movie's okay. Did you see that? Did you guys see that one? Not yet, but uh, but haunted tourism is really taking off right now yeah. uh, across the world. So and saying, like every city I've ever been to, there's like a haunted tour. Yeah, and yeah. like 20 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. There would have been like 20 years ago in Canada, there would have been the one in Ottawa and the one the in Halifax. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so of course I went to the New Orleans one. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think I'll you have it. to. That's almost like essential, though. If you go to New Orleans, I feel like you need to sort of like, like do invest in the like, in the like supernatural so much, part, so much like the spooky part. Yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. I love all that shit. Yeah. But actually, there's even like hotels that will charge more now for a haunted room, and uh, statistics show people are willing to pay for that. It's like yeah. that movie you know, 1408 so. with John Cusack. No, I haven't seen that one. I told you not to go in 1408. Remember yeah. that movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I think, I honestly, I think, I think the Menger, like, you can stay at the, like, it is more to stay in the, like, the key rooms yeah. of, like, where so-and-so died or, like, where this, this tragedy happened or whatever. But, like, yeah. Which is super weird to me. I don't know. I don't think I would. What's, like, okay. <laughs> like, be inclined. What? So, you, so you've been doing this for a long time. And mm-hmm. I feel like you seem like you are open to the to the to the concept of the the, the paranormal. Uh, what's the like the creepiest kind of thing that you've ever experienced yourself, either like on a tour, not part of a tour, but like in this line of work and, and doing this? Is you're certainly opening is yourself there up. That to stands out that that like an experience that stands out. Yeah, one of the weirdest experiences, and, and I'm sort of a ghost agnostic. I'm more in, into the history and the sure. politics yeah. of it. But uh, so when I was running the dungeon in London, there'd be many mornings I would, uh, you know, come in there, and there were these candles that had relit. Uh, themselves and I part of my job was to open and close the dungeon and this involved you know very high-tech stuff the animatronics yeah. the sound effects the fireballs and all that uh, the holograms cool but but also it involved very basic things like lighting candles yeah. and so these candles We're talking were d- traditional flame candles like yeah. church type of candles okay, flame yeah. candles yeah. and so often they would be relit in the morning outside the Jack the Ripper experience Ooh. and I'm like what's going on is someone playing a joke on me or something you know so I started yeah. investigating and I went through the list of everyone who had the keys. You know, there was the manager. She wouldn't co- go to the dungeon unless uh, there was something super important, like a media yeah. crew or something. Mm-hmm. She was afraid of it. It was rat infested, in all fairness. Uh, <laughs> the te- adds to the realism. Yeah. They're like, oh, look at that animatronic rat. He's coming right at me. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very real. Yeah. And then you had the technician, and he wouldn't go in there. He was like a raging alcoholic. Unless there was an emergency, he'd go in and charge them triple. Let's hear a little bit of the. Uh, the electrician. Can you, can, you give us, <laughs> can you give us a little of the electrician? <laughs> what like, did he sound like? <laughs> he was actually a cockney. Like, oh, my, let's get him to pop down. 
This is definitely a TV show also. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the management of dungeon the London days. Dungeon. Dungeon the days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. But and days is D-A-Z-E. Get it? Dungeon days. <laughs> yeah, and so then I thought maybe it's one of my deputies because obviously, you know, what? on my oh. days off, a deputy would do my job. And so I asked so the wait, deputies and uh, they go, told me that they were experiencing the same thing, okay. those candles Yo. relighting. So we started measuring them. You know, how long does it take to burn out? And yeah. we figured, like, if we had left this burning, it would have melted to melt to yeah, the bottom, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, we would restock them in the morning if they were, like, too low. And so eventually we, we did some research and we found out that the dungeon, uh, which is actually the underside of London Bridge train station at the time, it's since moved, uh, was an air raid shelter in World War Two. And sure enough, a bomb landed right where that Jack the Ripper experience was Whoa. and killed about 50 people. And so the oh, only fuck. theory we had is, like, they just want to be remembered, maybe. So like they're lighting uh, their own vigil candles. Yeah, and, and we had no other explanation. And so how do you explain something There was like no that? cameras in there or anything? No. No. Shit. And, like, nobody could be getting in from the inside or, like, no. it was all locked up. It was That's all locked crazy. up, yeah. It could so also have been the, uh, the, like, the psychic energy of the bomb. You Fucking know? candles are getting relit, Keith. Who cares yeah. what it is? It's no, but I'm just shit. saying. But like the bomb, like the force of the bomb. Is that is that is that like is that like the censored J ho like version Psychic of it? It's like I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like I just find like I find I've always even Wal- Walter keeps dropping the term J ho. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, so was ra- <laughs> like was raised to just be like absolutely not like don't nothing spirits and whatever. But as a result, was like always very into it. <laughs> like, like, like being told like don't read about it I'm like I want to read about it like all the time and uh, and always had a similar like obsession with like horror movies and all that stuff and it was just like and the idea of something being haunted much like yourself I'm not necessarily I think being like 100% on board with being like oh yeah there is definitely spirits or whatever but I'm like the history and the like the stories and stuff that surround it have always like fascinated me because it's like even if there is nothing supernatural going on, it's almost like the collective experience of people is enough to make it supernatural in like a weird way. It's yeah. just like, like a tragedy or whatever impacts the community so much that their shared experience like is enough to make whether or not anything unusual happened or not. Everybody felt like it did. So it's the same. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like that's always sort of how I've come at those stories like that was always like yeah like for example when I went to Savannah to research the haunted pub crawl you know I went on both regular tours and ghost tours Mm -hmm. and you know the difference would be the regular tour the guide would be like oh this is like uh, a park with a statue of the uh whoever the vice president and he was he founded a bank you know and blah 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 and like you know pretty boring stuff uh, you go on the ghost tour they're like yeah this is actually a slave cemetery here and this some of the yeah. slaves are buried under this park mere inches under the ground and this guy on the statue was actually a slave owner and there's no plaque to indicate the fact this is a slave yeah. cemetery wow. and it's haunted you know and suddenly <laughs> you're like holy shit yeah. this is like a super exciting crazy story yeah. because it's based in this uh, horrible it's oppression it's, it's lurid, hidden. Is, lurid it's, as fuck like. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. horrible you know and it, it just get, it raises 
the goosebumps, you yeah, know? Exactly. And, and so it's, if you have the imagination, you can have a whole different experience when you travel if like, yeah. you decide, oh, I'm going to focus on ghosts and the paranormal. You know, you could go on a trip and say, oh, I'm going to go to a ball game, you know? But yeah. th this is a, just a whole different way of traveling that I think is kind of fun. I mean, when I go to a city, I want to get into the dirt... Yeah. The history, the nitty gritty, the ghost stories, you know, like the, find uh, the local hidden McDonald's. history. Haunted McDonald's? No, the local McDonald's to see what like, the, the fun, crazy items are on the menu. Oh. That's how I hit cities. That doesn't seem nearly <laughs> as interesting. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> so you mentioned. Chicken wings. <laughs> no, so incidentally, in San Antonio, <laughs> you can get uh, like a, bre a McDonald's breakfast yeah, sandwich here it comes. that the bread is like yeah. an old style like Southern biscuit instead oh, of bread. Oh my lord! So yeah, I've seen that in the states. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. like you can get like a fried chicken biscuit sandwich for breakfast, McDonald's which is like at a McDonald's. It's the best. Like <laughs> I would die if I had that <laughs> like, every morning. But on traveling, you're like biscuit, fried biscuit, chicken fried sandwich, chicken, in sandwich. like syrup and stuff or molasses probably because it's. America. It's not going to be molasses. Molasses. It's going to be that. It's going to be that honey butter. Honey butter. Mm. Um, so you mentioned that you're like. <laughs> so walk us through. I guess like you said, you have like 15 different tours and stuff. Are some of them more uh, necessarily like led by you and their stories? But you mentioned that there's actors in some of them. I also Did before the end of this episode want to hear about some of the, the, the worst uh, tour participants you've ever had. <laughs> you <laughs> ever had like a terrible rowdy tour participant. What? And if not, get ready because Walter will be that one. Nice. <laughs> Walter's gonna get no, very. I'm trying to get a part here, bro. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Forget, Shut sorry, up. no. Walter won't be the rowdy drunk tour participant. Show us where the bodies are. <laughs> Just yelling from the back. Walter, you're, we hired you as an actor. Show us the bodies. Show us the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, do you hire like like um, is there stuff where there's like historical figures or whatever who you'll well, have? Ba well, basically the tours are led by professional actors. Right. Uh, the ghost tours, at least. I also have other tours that are more historical-based right, like tours. Right, like the secret history. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and the new one is called the Hidden Histories of Montreal Tour. And this is a response to uh, all of this talk of truth and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, one thing that sort of triggered it is the uh, missing and murdered uh, women and girls indigenous right. report actually had a list of recommendations mm -hmm. for just average Canadians. And one yeah. of them is decolonized by learning the true history of Canada and indigenous history in your local area. Mm -hmm. Learn about and celebrate indigenous people's history, cultures, pride, and diversity, acknowledging the land that you live on and its importance to local indigenous communities, both historically uh, and mm -hmm. today. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I thought, well, how can we learn about indigenous history if the government refuses to teach it because yeah. I'm also a history teacher yeah. and the indigenous history is, is totally misrepresentative. Absolutely. I got like a little in Sec 4, I think. Well, no, exactly. Like it, it's, funny, it. it's funny you should say that. Cause sec 4, I, Sec yeah, 5, maybe. No, I worked for uh, a very large railroad company and we had a... It was like... I was impressed. There was a mandatory uh, training about like like the indigenous histories and stuff. Okay. You don't want to delve too deep into the old history. No, but that's there. it. But But... but as a as a as an old Canadian railroad company, they were like, "Here are some of the absolutely like atrocious things that, as a company, we did. We did, yeah, like they, they like, did like genocide the, in the like plains, genocide, you know? like I taking mean, uh, children from the families and like and moving them away yeah. and all that stuff." And I w I was very like I was I was impressed that a, a a big company like that would be like 
and it was a mandatory training for all of the well, employees. Well, it's, it's, it's inevitable under truth and reconciliation. Yeah. And so, so the problem is, like, the education department of Quebec is way behind on these issues. And like, I never learned about that in school, for yeah. instance. Well, that no we were one did. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're just sort of like, oh, we took children away from the indigenous people and then just, like, carted them away to these weird religious camps. And then they some children went missing and stuff. And it was like, yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. You're like, what, it's, that? The, it's the most bleak uh, yeah. Canadian heritage moment. Commercial. Yeah, exa exactly. You ever seen that it? one? You see, there's there's no. one that ends with like a the dead kid next to the tracks. Wow! Like the, yeah. the, it's a it's a shot. You see that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The shot yeah. pans up and it's like a dead kid next to tra train tracks. Yeah. And yeah. It's like part of our heritage. What's up? Yeah. Like, I mean, but it's true. And yeah. I mean, I think that like I, like to your point, obviously, like like the education and acknowledgement of it is like the first. Yeah. The first of many steps yeah. <laughs> towards a reconciliation, and, but just and, people don't like, know. Quebec is so backwards on this issue. Yeah. They actually had to issue a supplemental report just for Quebec, you know, because like, wow. uh, you know, a lot of people in Quebec think that they are uh, the colonized people who are like indigenous, and it's like, no, you, you know, there were French colonizers who were colonized by English colonizers, yeah. but they're both bad in a sense. And that there was colonization a whole group of people that were bad, here before you know? any of you got here. Yeah, <laughs> and so. Um, you know, another problem is there's actually a monopoly of tour guides in the city oh. uh, caused by a bylaw, G2, which uh, mandates... Uh, sounds like some sketchy shit, Donovan. It's super <laughs> sketchy, and so it mandates this cartel of guides. And so one day I was... Is it like a, like, a, like a taxi thing? Like there's only enough licenses exactly, to go yeah, around? Exactly, okay, okay. yeah. And so one day, this is uh, about four or five years ago, I'm in the Notre Dame Basilica with my students because I'm also a history teacher. And okay. so I'm explaining the history of the Basilica. And this lady who has the permit comes up and starts screaming at us. And she's like, Vous n'avez pas le droit de faire ça sans permis. And she had her clients <laughs> and I had my students. And she's like, you're not allowed to do this without this permit. I'm like, lady, I'm a history teacher, you know. It's insane. And so I go online and technically she's correct, right? You cannot do a guided tour without the permit. So I'm crazy enough to get the permit, you know. I'm wow. like, I'm going to find out how, how these people get their privilege, you know. Right. So I go through the system. Uh, we're talking eight months, 2,000 bucks, the ATHQ. Yo, shit. Uh, mostly in French. And so I get through it. That's so crazy. And, you know, of course I'm analyzing it along the way. I'm kind of like the sleeper agent, you know. And I'm <laughs> like, well, how come there's no proper indigenous history? How come everyone's white in the class? How come, like, all this other history is being glossed over, like yeah. Irish history or whatever? And so... Um, you know, basically, by the end of it, I blew the whistle on racism on them after I saw they were actually defacing indigenous symbols on Facebook. They were oh, calling geez. people savages, uh, both on Facebook and on guided tours. Like, it's like that backwards. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard I've heard and read about that, where it was just sort of like on, on a lot of tours, like the term like les sauvages, like it's just used on tours. And you're like, what? Yeah, you're like, exactly. You're like, how is, and you're like, this is not a long time ago. This is this year. Yeah. You know, where you're and like. No, nobody speaks a word of Mohawk either, you know. And so, so for me to learn the real history, I had to go to uh, Ganawagi and mm -hmm. I had to start speaking with elders and learning from them mm -hmm. uh, to learn things like, oh, the, the real name of Mount Royal is actually Odzirage. Okay. And it's like, how come that's not on any of the signs? How come yeah. that's not on the website? That. That, yeah. Nobody's ever heard it. This is the problem. And it's, and it's like the name for the St. Lawrence River is like 20 letters long. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so there's all this incredible history and, and even like a universe of ghost stories. Uh, yeah. The Mohawk 
Mohawk or the Ganyan Gayaga people uh, have a whole universe of ghost stories that nobody's ever heard of. And of, well, course, yeah. of course, I'm not going to appropriate them and tell them, but, but I am working with Ganawagi Tourism to try to help them set up a ghost tour because I have the logistics, cool. they have in the stories. I am in, I am in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, like as soon as you, like, again, ne didn't necessarily think of it, but like, as soon as you think of it, you're like, obviously, there's those thousands of years of history that were kept by the indigenous people here. Yeah. And, and that's like, what Western like culture calls prehistory. You yeah, know? Exactly. And it's like, yeah. what do you mean prehistory? It's like the same thing. It's history, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, w I was like, I listened to this, this, uh, this podcast occasionally called Last Podcast on the Left, and they did a thing on Skinwalker Ranch in, um, where is it, in Ohio or something? It's, it's in like the, the, the plains of America. And it was really interesting because it's like Skinwalker Ranch got a whole reputation for UFOs and stuff in the 60s. But they got into, they started their story with like the indigenous like history of like skinwalkers and stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, they're like way before there were UFO sightings, this place had already a supernatural history as like kept by the indigenous people of the area and stuff. So it's like, yeah, that's a huge, huge portion of the history of any land is there's an entire section of indigenous history that happened before France so showed up or whatever, you know? Like are you positing that a lot of like UFO encounters are actually encounters with indigenous spirits? I mean, who knows? Maybe. Wow. That's crazy. But I mean, it's possible. What an angle. Supernatural stuff is supernatural stuff, man. It's like it's ha through the eye of the interpreter. Take that second season of American Horror Story. <laughs> second season. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? But I'm like, if there's like, if, again, like, if you're going to say a supernatural occurrence as witnessed by like an indigenous person thousands of years ago or a person in the 60s, Someone would think of it as spirits. Someone might think of it as UFOs. It's through the eye of the person that's seeing it, but it doesn't make like either of them more or less like legitimate. You know what I mean? It's like it's still part of it, and I'm sure the there must be an incredible history of supernatural occurrences and stuff around Montreal that are only as told through the indigenous people. Absolutely, like, the yeah. area. I mean, the indigenous people have a a very uh, you know different worldview, which does mm -hmm. often involve the supernatural. Okay. Do you want more? Yeah. We're, we're going to take a quick drink going. order. Yeah. Hang on. We'll take a pause. All right. We have fresh drinks, and it was invisible to the listener. Uh, Walter, you wanted to talk about crappy guests. Say, have you ever had anybody on the show or on the, excuse me, on the, uh, on the, on the well, tour? You know, it's a show. It's a theater production. Yeah. So it, like, is it, is it, like, if you had like guests you've had, like, have got too rowdy or, like, drunk guests? Walter's or, like, asking this because, as like, he loves hecklers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> you know, hecklers make comedy so much better. I can only imagine what they do to guided historical tours. So I worked at Comedy Works for two years, mm. and which, was, which is also on we the tour, right? We need to mention that as yeah. well. Um, but... Uh, so there was like you Shitty know like hecklers are always awful, but like have you what's what's your experience been like with like rowdy tour members tour? Honestly, it's not usually the tour members who are rowdy, but rather the people uh, the tour might bump into. Oh, uh, I see. And so I've had everything from uh, you know a, a man throw a cup of coffee at us because wow. he he felt we were in his territory. He kind of lived there on a, a cardboard uh, piece oh, of cardboard. Sure. Uh, we've had children throw gummy bears at no. the people off the train tracks. <laughs> they thought it was rocks, so they panicked. Uh, uh, once I had a no, no, no. We're just giving you gummy bears. Once I had a goes from a bad time to a good. 
time. You're like, yay, the children are throwing candy. Gum candy. No, this is delicious. Once we had a valet from Club La Sank, which is like a haunted nightclub, and he would constantly interrupt the group to inform them that I was a liar and say, no, it's not true, it's not haunted. And eventually I took him aside and I said, buddy, like we're encouraging them to go to your nightclub because it's haunted. Like if you interrupt this, you're going to lose also, business. Also, I'm six you know? three. Yeah. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> but honestly, I've never had like a really bad experience with a client. Cool. Uh, some of our other guides have had clients who were uh, a bit drunk, who may- maybe uh, left early, or yeah, that happened to me once. On the haunted pub girls <laughs> group had been pre-drinking; they were already canned by the time we were starting. And I would, uh, as much as I would want to do one of these things, I'd 100% go in with a few drinks in me. Yeah. And <laughs> also a haunted pub probably pub continue drinking during the thing. But you yeah. have pub and crawls, and, and which, are, which are designed for that, right? Yeah, and these guys were just hammered, but they, they didn't cause a problem. They just like practically fell asleep and then left yeah. because they were so drunk, you yeah. know? But uh, yeah, generally there's not too many problems with the clients. These people are paying good money because they want to be yeah, entertained, it's like you the know? You have the in like there's the interest is built in. Well, yeah, it's like how often does like uh, like an audience member start heckling at Place des Arts? It doesn't happen. Yet. It's not the same as a comedy show where that's part of the the shtick. You yeah, know? yeah. And so. and so like, now and as mentioned, so like I did work at one of the former locations of one of these tours or one of the stops on one of these yeah, tours. Yeah. The comedy and works. And you always like it, they were like you and Rashta were like continually. Speaking of the ghosts of the comedy works. Well, I was uh, I was telling Donovan before that we started this that I never really I didn't I didn't I never had any like paranormal experiences. Right. But I say I might have drank so much that I, I shut my senses off to the, the 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 veil was shut for me because of the <laughs> alcohol. Wasn't there something with the chairs? We were like, who set out the chairs? And no one had set out the chairs. I think there was maybe there was that a couple times. Well, there was yeah. the, the chairs going up and but like there was so much like, anyway. But like Troy certainly said, said stuff like when it was like under construction or like yeah. when there was like renovations, they got it all got flooded one night because all the taps got turned on and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So is that, that that's like that's all verified. And then eventually like, there was yep. a fire next door. So yeah, we actually blogged that one, uh, which you can read on the Haunted Montreal blog. But I did a oh, the, full the taps, the flooding thing. Yeah, yeah. I oh, did you know about that. I one. did a full interview with Troy, and he was all ready to let us uh, use his pub as the starting point for oh. the haunted pub crawl. And then of course it burnt down right uh, before we could got uh, two use steps it, too close know? to the sun. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, it seemed like a good place to a ghost tour, but uh, you know, lo and behold, burnt down. Uh, anyway, I'm keeping the deposit. Next story. That's Walter's <laughs> Troy. <laughs> yeah. but, but one of the interesting facts was there was actually a comedy show called Burning Down the House around the same time as the place burnt no, down. No, they did it afterwards. Comedians, it's a whole comedians are awful. Dark thing. Uh, but yeah, but it, but it was that like so that was legit. That wasn't like. That was definitely was the starting point of the pub crawl. Like it was a hum- that was the plan. It's an old building. Like oh, all yeah. these buildings were like we're recording right now at a Grumpy's. They're old. They're very yeah. Old. There's these a lot of late history. 1800s. Yeah, 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 but the most common story in the um, the old John Doe would be the taps turning on. People would often see uh, the ghost of a little girl turning on these taps. Oh, I, I think, I think the, one, the one thing I do remember maybe a little bit is like, go, you know, I'd be I'd go in 
I'd go in like I had the keys to, to get into the place. Yeah. And so I'd go in and, would, and like the place would be completely empty, and or I would or but I would think I'd hear people like talking upstairs, mm-hmm. going up and down those like those the stairs in the back. Uh, there was often sort of like little tricks like that of like yeah. sort of hearing people talking, or you're with one person and you think they're upstairs, so you go see what they were saying upstairs, and you get there and there's no one. And it's like it, again, like I was just so used to being there, like yeah. I wouldn't really process shit a lot. But like there were stories of bartenders who would hear. The music that they were listening to, and then they would hear an additional voice singing along to the music when they were oh. alone in the bar. You know, just, just things like that. Uh, very creepy. Uh, well, did you want to hit five questions? I'm kind of spooked a little bit now, but yeah, let's yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do five yeah, questions. Yeah. So we do spooky, um, spooky stuff. We do this thing, Donovan, at the end, towards the end of the show. We ask the same three questions to every guest. Okay. Then we ask a question to you from our last guest who was Ines and I. <laughs> I'm already regretting the third question. Right there. The third question up. is so awful. I, 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 I regret it every time this segment comes yeah. up. And then the fifth question, I will tell the fifth question is what question would you like to ask to our future guests? So keep that in the back of your mind that that is the last question. The questions uh, were picked by a random committee under some amount of alcohol influence, so some of them are a little rough. So don't think about them too, too hard. We, they're, they're the same question to everybody. Uh, question number one, how does the world end? How does the world end? How does the world end? Yeah, how does the world end? Um, I mean, best guess, obviously. What's it looking? <laughs> what's it? What's it looking like? It's going to be to you. Like I think it's going to end uh, catastrophically, probably through global warming and that type of thing. To be honest, uh, the like rate we're going on, even twenty twelve kind of thing. Even with that young lady coming on the boat across the Atlantic, uh, mm. you don't think she's going to save the world? I mean, yeah. she's trying, but yeah. it's true that it is like a house on fire, and nobody's yeah. like evacuating. Yeah. Nobody's trying yeah. to put it out. Yeah, you know? Well, everybody could fit on that boat, thank God. So yeah, see where. Number two. Uh, <laughs> what do you do to cheer yourself up? So you're having a bad day. Uh, things didn't go right for you, whatever else like that. And you're just sort of like, what's my go-to to being like, this usually makes me feel happy. Well, I might as well be honest now that they've legalized it. I like to roll a nice doobie <laughs> and just smoke that. And that oh, do you? I'm sorry I was smoking outside and I didn't even <laughs> offer. You should uh. But there's one thing that makes these interviews a lot better. It's when two or three people are stoned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keith's kind of a narc, but... Uh, <laughs> <Just like absolutely>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> he he's always says like dumb shit about weed and like <laughs> as the one legal drug that I don't do, <laughs> or the one drug that I don't do. Uh, Walter, question number Can three. We, oh, hey, billion dollar idea. Oh, Montreal uh, haunted cannabis tour. Ah. It's already in the works. There oh. it is. There it is. That's what I'm on. For well, sure, it's I'm getting a regular booked. cannabis store. It's not haunted, but it could be. I'm gonna give you my. I'm gonna read my actual number on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. Walter and Inez will just get real stoned and just Inez haunt is here. The, BTW. Haunt the course. Uh, so, question number three is is the the rough one. That oh we, yeah. That we feel a little bad about. Yeah, asking. we feel a little bit bad about this one. It's um. Tell us about the first time. And again, just the, just, just yeah, like exactly. off the top of your head, like it's, don't it's go into a dark place about it. Tell us about the first time it. you hated yourself. Yeah. Which is, and we don't necessarily <laughs> mean it like a deep-seated thing. We're just sort of like, we're like, oh, that was sh- I was shitty. I should not have done that. Like, that, the first memory of where, like a lot, of, like as examples, there's been a couple people talking about like tattling and yeah. stuff like as, as a kid or like, like just doing something wrong and then blaming it on their brother. Like, that's, we don't necessarily want to unpack the, uh, deep-seated mass, emotional Mass scar. insurance fraud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to, you don't want you to uproot deep-seated emotional 
Scars. Or, but if they do, that's fine too. Also, if you do yeah, want it, that's yeah, fine exactly. Too, yeah. If this podcast is the where the yeah. avenue you want to share with, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I do suffer from something called major depressive disorder, mm. and this is something that's nailed me three times in my life. It okay. hits about every ten years. Oh, and the last time I thought I'm going to become a mental health advocate because it's better oh. to just talk about this stuff mm-hmm. uh, than to leave it buried. You know, Absolutely. so uh, you know, obviously, if you're in a depression, uh, you're in a self-hate mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I've been there. Trust me. Yeah. It's not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. But the first time I got hit with it, I was about 28 years old. And it just derailed my life for about yeah. like a year, you know. And so now, obviously, uh, I can handle it better. And so part of that is trying to take good care of yourself and stay yeah. in a good positive headspace right. and whatnot. But uh, I guess that's, like I said, I think that's extremely important. That's, like that is like literally the most productive yeah, good answer yeah. to that question that can ever, we should actually retire that question after this one. <laughs> no, I think this is the retirement of that question. Like, that's the most like positive like yeah, no, good sure. answer to that question. No, but like but to your point, I think that that's like it's super. That that it's is like, like well, the thing you're talking about is actually a really serious thing yeah, that people no. deal with, and you guys are kind of making a fucking shitty joke. No, we're not. Like, we're absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but no, it's like, important to talk about. It is you know? important I mean, to talk about. Where is that? But I think that it's like an important thing to like to your point. If you don't acknowledge it and you bury it it's going to be worse yeah it's going to come <laughs> back again and again yeah that's you know, it so. and i think that that's something that if like looking at mental health sort of globally and stuff i don't think we're necessarily 100 percent where we should be but if no. you look at where we were in like the 70s or 80s or 60s yeah where you were just not allowed to talk about it or you'd get like shipped away yeah or whatever and you're just sort of like, you're like that's not like i always uh like having had a number of people in my life who like i've suffered from depression and so on and so forth it's so weird because you're just sort of like you would never be like ashamed that you broke your leg. Yeah, or if you had <laughs> cancer. Or yeah, something. you know, you'd be like, I don't want to tell anyone I broke my leg. But you're like, it's it's an somewhat similar. You're like, it's something that is wrong that we have ways to help you get better and improve yourself and whatever. You can talk about it as openly yeah, as and breaking and your and leg. And the first step is breaking the stigma. I yeah, mean, exactly. We have a uh, five burial plots on Mount Royal because the Irish people would always first thing you do is you buy a burial plot because you know, you're <laughs> always stalked yeah. by like famine and typhus and whatever. Jesus. And so of the five plots, there's one, this is my great-grandmother, and she's alone, and her plot is just a flat stone on the ground. And, okay. and the other ones are all these elaborate like monuments, you know, made of marble or whatever. And so I was like wondering, well, how come she was there alone? And they're like, oh, well, she got postpartum depression and so oh, they had fuck. to lock her up for her whole life. No. And she was shunned. And so I was like, what the what hell, the you know? Like, this was like a hundred years ago or something, Yo. right? Yeah, and exactly. so it's like, yeah, we have to break the stigma. It's, yeah, uh, exactly. It's crazy, it. you know? It's like you need, pe- people need to like A, break the stigma and get the help they need. Like a hundred percent of the time because uh, ignoring it is the same thing as like if if you break your leg and you don't do anything about it, mm-hmm. like you're never gonna walk again. You yep. know, like it's. <laughs> Why you go to the broken leg? Because I'm saying, because it's something that you would not that doesn't have. I know, a stigma. but you go see a doctor <laughs> about it. They set the. Yo, I broke my leg at work <laughs> the other day, and now people don't show me pictures of their kids anymore. No, but like, but that's what I'm saying. But, but uh, like, but that's hence that's the that's the metaphor, though, right? Yeah. Is that it's like you break your leg, you get the bone set, you put on a cast, you can walk. We again. get it. You're gonna break legs. And if if people you, don't why, take no, mental not. illness oh seriously. Wait, we're gonna break people's legs. If you don't take mental illness seriously. It's a thing. We're gonna break, break your legs. fucking legs. But yeah, break exactly. legs for mental but illness. your point is, yeah, breaking the stigma is and absolutely legs. and legs. Uh, Walter, do you want, do you want Ines to ask her the question that she asked to Donovan? Oh, is that how this is gonna work? I mean, she's here. Here, do you remember your question, Ines? Do you want it? It's there. Sure. Oh, it's okay. terrible. Yeah. I don't remember it. 
I yeah. don't know because I, I'm panicking. Mike, swing, swing the mic better into your face. Okay, so this is in as, I'm holding in as it. I'm holding it. Um, okay, what was the weirdest, more, most nonsensical thing you were bullied for? Implicitly as a child. Uh, yes. It was for wearing sweatpants. Oh. Yeah, apparently the sweatpants were uncool. And, uh, you know, basically uh, it cost me a date to the grade six high school dance. Oh, no. I had asked this girl. She's not my sister-in-law, actually, but uh, Get the fuck out of here. Years later, she, she would. That's great. Years later, she would tell me why, you know. She would always say, well, you know, Donovan asked me to the dance, and I didn't uh, go with him. And instead, I married his brother eventually. Because he has and sweatpants. So, and so his brother like, never wore yeah, sweatpants. Yeah, so I was like, you know, how come you didn't uh, accept my invite to the date? And oh, she's I like, have so many. Sweatpants. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's so many Jesus places I could go with this. How old are you? Uh, <laughs> 47, 47 now, but back then I was about 11. Yeah. And where are you from? Montreal. Montreal from, okay. Wow, sweatpants, eh? Yeah. Hey, oh, boy. That's great. <laughs> That's so, like. That's great. Jerks are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just like, you wear sweatpants. <laughs> no. Oh and man. of course you're a kid. It's like your parents are clothing yeah, you exactly, at that age. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. like. Well, that's one of the things that they talk about with, like, uh, a lot of schools have adopted even, like, loose uh, dress codes to prevent, like, clothes bullying. Yeah. Because it's, like, a, a very, like, it's an issue. Like, because you're going to school with what your parents put you in. And then other people are like, oh, your parents put you in the wrong thing, and now you're bullied. And you're like... I didn't have any agency in this decision. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm six or, like, whatever. And, yeah, that's so crazy. Wearing and sweatpants. Finally, now, uh, the question number five is your question to next week's guest. Yeah. So what question would you like to ask? We don't know who the guest is, so okay. it's, you just get to a- ask. Sweatpants was a good answer to that question. You ask a question into the ether to a complete stranger. Okay, so the question is, what is oppressing you or oh. uh, one of your communities, and what are you going to do about it? Good question, oh, Donovan. That is, is a. G- <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it has just said this podcast is below this. Guy. That was a really, that was a solid question. Donovan is killing it on yeah. this whole question yeah. segment. <laughs> Once we got to the point where like you and I stopped talking about bullshit, and it was just like <laughs> like questions to Donovan. Donovan's been killing it. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> killing so what, it. So what is oppressing you or your community, and what are you doing about it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, we, Walter and I usually answer these questions, but now I'm like... Oh, I got a lot of answers to this question. <laughs> Want to like talk about what's oppressing me in my community? <coughs> real estate agents. <coughs> there's that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I feel oppressed within my own community. Oh. Yeah, I feel fair. that a lot. I would say, like, so... I. Oppression. Are we just like a gloss over that? No, uh, no, but that you're oppressed within your community? Within my community. But, like, are we, are we talking about comedy or NDG? No, no, NDG, I'm fine <laughs> like with it. I was oppressed by one person in NDG, and I left her Facebook group and started my own. Nice. So Okay. But I feel like within, like sometimes within like stand-up comedy, I feel oppressed. Oh. Definitely. What are you doing about it? Just running your uh, own? Start, running I, just, I start more and more shows Running your people. own massive sellout shows Yeah, basically, club. yeah, Boom. exactly, yeah. You plug that, yeah. incidentally. Yeah, suck it. Mike. Ward is tomorrow night, incidentally, on podcast. Oh, this comes out this Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, so Mike Ward's tomorrow night, Friday. (laughs) Get get your tickets in advance. There's a drink included. That's stupid. I was going to say that, uh, like, I don't know if it's a form of oppression, but the thing that I think that's... I guess it is. I don't know. It's just like like my wife and I... No, you're like a white guy and you make a good income. You experience no oppression. I don't feel oppressed almost by de facto, but, like, but... Like, environmental causes are, like, very important to my wife and I, and we, like, we try to be, like, as close to zero waste 
as we can. Like we have the like reusable saran wrap and like there's no. a lot of reusable containers and, no. and all of that stuff. But it's not oppression. Not many of your place. It's not true. That is absolutely You're true. You're lying. What? Think about Bro, it. Bro, there's paper bags everywhere. They're, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. But there isn't. Also. Bro, straws, no, but plastic like, like straws, and paper bags. Yeah, everywhere. that's it. We just nonstop. Yeah. We throw out all of our plates. <laughs> we buy plates <laughs> and throw them out. No, but exactly. And like I said, I don't necessarily know if that's an oppression, but like, there's something I feel like there was a whole thing that I was listening to where they were talking about um, like how marketing obsessed about like just recycling over like reusing. Right, so like a lot of different companies and stuff, where they're just sort of like, oh, it's recyclable material and it's recyclable packaging. But you're like, it's like reu reusability is a bigger deal than recyclability. Like recyclability should be your kind of your your last level of like, yes, if you have to have discard something, it should be recyclable. But you should be working on like less like m having more reusable packaging and like smaller amounts of packaging and stuff. So it's like I said, I don't know if that's oppression, but I've, we've become very. Like I think, like sensitive to, like packaging and like excess and waste, and you're like, you freak out, and then you realize that so many large companies do not take that seriously whatsoever, yeah. and you're like, I can't buy this item because of the amount of waste that is just involved around it. So that's I think the the one that sticks out I think the most in my day to day personally. That's that's my answer, Walter. Uh, so Donovan King. Someday I I hope uh, somebody gets you like a. Like a stepping, like a stepping stool or something, so you don't have to reach as much to get to the. <laughs> I have two. Questions. I have two little stepping things. Two stepping. Things. Uh, okay, let's wrap it You're up. Piece here. of garbage, Walter. <laughs> You're a piece of human trash. Um, Donovan, where can people find out more about your tours? When do they happen? Uh, you, you already mentioned that you have your the, the blog updates the 13th of every month. Uh, you mentioned that you have new. Uh, hidden history stuff. There's a new Griffintown tour that you have. So where where can people find out more about your tours? Where can they book time on your tours? What? Yeah. Tell so us. so basically, there's two main websites. There's GriffinTours.ca. Okay. And uh, this is our new sort of umbrella company for all of the tours. So okay. you can find them all through there. Or if you're more interested in haunted tours, it's hauntedmontreal.com. That's okay. also where the blog is. And again, that's connected to Griffin Tours as well. Cool. So uh, either of those ways, you can buy the tickets, you can read the blog, you can learn more about the company, read media reports, uh, and all of that so stuff. So what's the uh, what's like the general schedule? Do you do them weekly? Do you do monthly? Yeah, like right now we have Griffin Town, Haunted Griffin Town on Fridays, Haunted Kay. Mountain on Saturdays, the Haunted Pub Crawl, and Haunted Downtown on Sundays, and then the new Paranormal Investigation will be Fridays. As for the Hidden History Walk, that's every Saturday at 11 a.m. Cool. And then a lot of the other tours are coming up soon or they can be booked privately. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Bachelor party. Private haunted You were getting like, bachelor, like stag parties? We had Here a we bachelorette yesterday. Oh, yeah. uh, a, a stagette? Was yep. it a stagette party? Yep. Stagette? Yeah. I don't, think, I don't know. Yeah. No, when <laughs> I I, honest to God, right. when I worked at the Comedy Works, like, I get what, reservations um, for stagettes. <laughs> what, what, what is the, what's the, what's the price point, roughly? Just for our listeners, uh, so. All of the tours are $24, including okay. tax, and okay. so we try to keep it easy like that. Yep. And uh, for private tours, there can be discounts if there's like a certain group, number of people, rates. a group rate yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, and on the uh, for the haunted upcoming haunted canna cannabis haunted okay. haunted 420, 420 ghost store. Um, <laughs> 
Featuring Walter Feature, Inez. Featuring Walter. Uh, is there like, people like bring their own, does it go by the SQDC? What are the thoughts on this? <laughs> well, I, the original tour was going to start until the CAC government started messing around with talk of like no oh, smoking outside. And yeah, like, I tell you what, I do it all the time and it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. they've yeah. abandoned that since. But also they were going to open a weed store near Place Emily Gamelet, and then they yeah. canceled that. And so I'm kind of waiting to see what they're going to do. Cause do the, it Because the tour needs to start at Place Emily Gamelet and end at the Tam Tams, in my mind, you know. For right. Full history of weed, plus you stop a and plus. smoke, yeah. uh, you know. NDG has the, the Irish bank robbers. But how would you get that? It's a long walk to Tam Tams. So. <laughs> <laughs> Green power, bro. yeah. Uh, Donovan, this was a pleasure. It was thank super, you, Donovan. Thank you for Super enlightening. Me. This was awesome, man. Thank you. And Walter, you like you basically have your like I said, it's just the Mike Ward gimmick. And uh, you want to shout out some Inez dates? Yeah, I, I got the Mike Ward thing on this Friday. Inez, Inez didn't have that much to plug when she was last on. Yeah, so, she's so this is I'm here back again to plug the things I didn't plug last time. So <laughs> please uh, come to Theater St. Catherine on September 20th for the Lady Fest edition of Stand Up Story Slam Ooh. all lady lineup. Nice. And also come vote for me at the Montreal Grand October 12th at the Montreal Arts Center. Sweet. Thank you for letting me uh, piggyback on this, Donovan. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.